Today on P.S. Blossom, we introduce Jasmine Burnett. Have a seat, grab an iced tea, and listen in as Jasmine shares her story of fibroids and endometriosis. This month and every month, we celebrate care of self and how it appears in our lives. Hello, my name is Jasmine Burnett, and I am based in Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm here to tell you uh, about my story of fibroids and how it's been an intergenerational story. It's been a story of mental health. It's been a story of resources and whether I've had them or not had them and how I've navigated my health in spite of that. So I first uh, was diagnosed with fibroids when I was 28 years old. That was in 2008. And shortly after that, I moved to Los Angeles, California, working for the Black AIDS Institute. And when I worked for the Black AIDS Institute, it was wonderful, it was exciting, and we had this amazing event called Heroes in the Struggle. And it was held at Jazz at Lincoln Center in New York City. So I had been managing my symptoms, everything was fine. And I get to the event, I go to the bathroom, and I faint in the bathroom. <laughs> and I was on my cycle. I had been really sick and I was rushed to the hospital. That was the first time I had a blood transfusion because I had lost so much blood, my iron was low. And from there, I just said, okay, I'm not really ready yet to get a surgery or to figure those things out. I wasn't sure what my job was going to do in terms of letting me have that time off. So I was just really feeling nervous about managing it at that time. So I went back to Los Angeles, and shortly after that, I moved to Brooklyn, New York. And when I moved to Brooklyn, New York, I started organizing with Sister Song NYC. And from there, I fainted again. I was at an emergency contraception rally that was held at Union Square, and I fainted right at the rally and had another blood transfusion. Shortly after that, I went to the doctor at the time I was in a relationship in New York City, not the most positive um, or healthy relationship. And it was actually quite violent for me. And that didn't help with my mental health or my physical health. So I started losing a lot of weight. And from there, I said, okay, something's got to give. And I went to the hospital at the time I was navigating a lot of mental health, a lot of depression due to my relationship. And I checked in to Bellevue Hospital for mental health in October. And then I checked in to Bellevue Hospital for my fibroids in December of that same year of 2010. And when I checked into the hospital, they said, hey, you have lost so much blood. You are very sick. And you could leave the hospital, but if you leave the hospital, you may not come back, which means that you might die. And so my only option at that time was to get a surgery, which is the myomectomy procedure where they do the bikini cut and remove the fibroids from your uterus. So because Bellevue is a public hospital, I did not have health care at the time. And that was the only way that I could afford my procedure I was at the mercy of these students from NYU Medical School who 
used the Bellevue Hospital as a learning library. So I was essentially experimented on and they were able to use my body to explore what um, it looks like to have to do a surgical procedure like a myomectomy. And so I had a lot of complications because my body was just simply not prepared for the procedure. And I was very sick, so I hadn't been taking any vitamins. Everything was very low um, in my body. And so from there, my um, anemia just accelerated while I was sick and had just had my surgery. And so what happened was I formed a blood clot on my incision. And the blood clot, they numbed the area and lanced it. And so then there's just all this blood coming out of this blood clot. And then in order for them to stop the bleeding, they put some surgical tape and some gauze on it. And they actually at one point used the pads that women who and people who have just had babies, you know, had just given birth and they just strapped it and they taped it really tightly on my stomach to stop me from bleeding. And it was very painful. From there, I continued to lose blood. And at that point, I was losing white blood cells. So I didn't have anything to help me fight in my body to protect it and to preserve it um, so that I could get well. I'm O positive, my blood type O positive. And they gave me a different blood type of the white blood cells. I had an allergic reaction. From that allergic reaction, I was in ICU for four days. And I spent a total of about a month in the hospital. So I spent the entire month of December at Bellevue Hospital fighting for my life, trying to get well. So that was the first experience with my myomectomy. So upon leaving the hospital, I had to be rushed. I had to be transported in an ambulance. And from that ambulance, they had to carry me in a gurney up the stairs because I was on a third floor walk up in a brownstone and I had a visiting nurse come and take care of me because essentially they sent me home with an open wound where the incision was so I could essentially see the inside of my stomach, which was fascinating and frightening at the same time. As soon as I was well, I got out of that apartment where I was living with my then person and I had one of those push carts and it took me about 15 trips with my push cart to gather my things from the old apartment and bring them to my new space. So that was a very challenging and difficult experience for me. I made it through and I'm very proud of myself for surviving both the surgery, the healing, and the really traumatic relationship that I was in at the time. So fast forward 10 years later and So much life has happened and I found myself in a much better position financially with my job. I'm in a beautiful relationship, so much support, so much care. 
I had started a wellness practice of acupuncture. I was given supplements to care for my body. I was able to deeply prepare my body and care for my body. And even still, I needed to have a, a myomectomy. Once they looked at my body and you know, did this vaginal ultrasound, they learned that I also had endometriosis and I had a huge cyst on my right ovary. So the endometriosis was not only on my ovaries, but it was on all my soft tissue organs. It was on my intestines, on my spleen, on my liver and my kidneys. So I had to do a pretty major surgery and that was just November of 2020. So I was in the hospital getting surgery during the pandemic, which was also quite frightening. But, you know, everyone was very nice to me and it was not a public hospital. So I had a continuity of care that you get when you have insurance. Before I went into surgery, I was very ill. I was unable to move. My mobility had been limited because I actually had 30 fibroids this last surgery removed from my uterus. The first surgery, I had 10 fibroids, but they were a bit larger. And so the process of healing from that surgery was a lot more positive. My second surgery, because I have a loving partner who's deeply supportive of me and very caring. I have a beautiful care team of herbalists, acupuncturists, physical therapists, and massage therapists, body workers, healers that surrounded me. So my healing process was beautiful. You know, I saw it almost as a badge of honor, but what I realized is that there is something that black women witness and experience in our bodies throughout generations that we need to tend to and care for. And it's typically wellness, it's always mental health. And it's the environment of the world that we live in that doesn't really care about whether or not Black women and Black femmes have what we need to be well. So my journey from being first diagnosed with fibroids at 28 and then again being diagnosed with them again in my late 30s, moving into my 40s, now that I'm 42, my wellness and my care looks very different, which means I refuse to be in a negative relationship with anyone, including friends. And including myself, and that is because I have a therapist who is amazing that I've been working with, and she has truly helped me learn how to love, care, and come to stand in defense of myself, particularly when things that are happening in the environment can actually impact your health. I'm able to rewire and kind of refocus myself on some of the wellness practices that I now have. And now I'm an herbalist. So I definitely use plant medicine as a modality for that. And, you know, in terms of my healing process from my first surgery, I became a naturist after that, which means I love being nude in nature and community. And so what that did was it helped me to become more comfortable with my body. It helped me to learn my body more, especially when you go through a process where you feel and know that your body is being experimented on. There's a process of reclamation that you have to step into in order for you to be emboldened and embodied to just move through the world. And so I carried that practice into my now 40s and added herbalism, I've added yoga, and I've added consistent and amazing therapy. 
weekly to, to that care regimen. I believe it is so important for Black women to, to be heard and to purge all of those heavy emotions and feelings that we have, because those are the things that actually create disease in our bodies. And none of that is positive. And those, those stressors, those environmental stressors from people, systems, institutions, our families, ourselves, those are the things that harm us. And when we can find a way to purge that and to renew ourselves and to recover parts of ourselves that really give us life, that is actually what keeps the fibroids away. And of course, diet and drinking water and caring for ourselves in those ways as well.